0: Good evening, Merev, Rabbi Say, and now we begin, Be'ezra HaShem Yisbarach, the next Perik. We have two short Prakim left to this whole shar of Sha'ar b'tochem Necheves HaVovas. We've done most of the Sefer Baruch HaShem. Of course, when we finish, what we'll have to do is start from the beginning again, and go over it, and try to hammer it in, and incorporate it into our minds and our hearts. So up to Perak Shishi, an interesting Perik, where it's really uh, segued in from the end of last then The end of last Perik, in the final, the seventh and final differentiation between the Baal B'teach and the Enebaal B'teach, So Chavazava said that the person is not a Baal B'tochen. so he says, listen, I need the money up front. Literally, he says, I need all of my provisions, all of the money taken care of for myself, and from my family, he says, uh, and for not only for my children, my grandchildren. Ad save Yemenu. There's, there's no end to this person of what he needs and what he will demand, whether it's verbally or just in his mind, before he's ready to sort of undertake to do Avodas Hashem, to do what he has to do for serving Hashem. And now the Chavas are going to. Give a name to this group this particular pe- these particular people and demonstrate how they are wrong and they are foolish so let's begin la I saw fit now to to show and to expose number one the foolish foolishness and the error of this mindset of these people in yanim. In seven different areas, seven different reasons why these people who say that first I have to amass a certain amount of wealth, I have to get to a certain place in life, a certain status, and then I'm ready to serve Hashem. Number one, is foolish. Number one, it's a terrible mistake. I will now expose the tremendous mistake they're making. And he excuses himself covers of us. And if we get a little bit lengthy in our discussion, that's bezem in Habiush That's because I need to demonstrate number one the shame and the rebuke against the mindset of these people. So there's embarrassment for though for the foolishness that they are practicing and this rebuke for the mistake that they're making. Vahim Kad Bali This is the group, this is the category of people called Bali Hamishkaines. Not easy to translate Bali Hamishkais, but it's people who who are security pledge seekers to put it in one phrase. Bali Hamishkainis they ask for a mashkoin, they ask for collateral, they ask for a pledge up front. They need security. They are seeking security and a pledge up front from HaKadosh Baruch Hu before they undertake in a major way to do Hashem's Ratzin. See, so it says, in B'zev, You know what they can be compared to? Like a merchant. Someone who sells things on credit. I mean, someone he can't trust. He doesn't know this person. He can't trust that he's going to pay his bill. So at the time of the sale he takes a collateral from him why two reasons because he's afraid first of all he doesn't know if he could trust him he doesn't know if he could trust that this person actually will be honest and pay up his bill and secondly even if the person maybe is honest but maybe he may he may not have the ability to pay up his bill. And for those two reasons, someone that certainly that I don't have a long-standing relationship with, and I don't know if he pays his bill, and I know if he can pay his bill, so the prudent thing to do for the merchant would be indeed to take some collateral, to have some security, that in case the person is dishonest, and in case the person cannot have the wherewithal to pay, so then I'm at least safe and I don't lose that. That's this group of people who, they're like the merchant taking collateral from the buyers, so too these people want collateral ahead of time from a Baruch Hu. And they say to Hashem, you know, if I get a certain amount, and Hashem, if you take care of me in this, in this area, then I'm ready to serve you. What are the seven reasons why this person is foolish and he's making a grave error? The Harisha Miya Fani Attruvalov, the first response to this person is Shanaimala, you should say to this person, At ho ish hamstapik big zeras habaire. You're a person who doubts Hakurishbo's decrees, Vishne Mamun Bugodilatz and you obviously don't believe in the great power of Hashem. You don't believe that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the Almighty. He is all-powerful. And the reason that is, He's very harsh with this person right at the outset of the Chavis HaBavis. That's because the light of your intellect has become dimmed. the And your light of understanding has extinguished. Why? In other words, he's saying that a an intellectually thinking and a straight-thinking person should never make this mistake. But why is it? It's because <laughs> say love. It's only because the person has been overwhelmed with his taivas, with his desires. He seeks things. He wants things. And therefore, even though deep down in his consciousness, he knows he has to serve a <laughs> Baruch But yet... It, I can't do that yet because there's still a lot of things that I want. and There's a lot of things that I want to make sure that I'm going to have and be able to, to have with me and be secure with my whole life. And then I'm ready to serve Hashem properly. So that desire for so many things that he seeks and the pleasures that he wants dims and extinguishes the light of his seichel that he should have. Saitocha ve'zevov, sativ locho... It would be good for you. You want to take a mashkin from somebody. You want security from somebody. Do someone for someone who's like you, your friend, your equal. He has no control over you, and you have no the requirement to serve him. So, indeed, if you're selling something, you want to make sure you're going to get your money. Or you want to make sure that he's going to come through with his promise. You could take his security from him. You could take a pledge from him. However, let's just call a spade a spade. Let's put it on the table. Let's see what are we talking about here. When a person in his mind wants to really first get from Hashem before he starts serving Hashem properly in the full way. Someone who is a worker. He's a hired worker. When he gets hired by other people. Can you imagine? you hire somebody, and the first day, the employee walks into your office, you're the boss, he walks into your office and says, okay, I'd like the first month's pay up front. You look at him astoundingly. What? I just gave you this job. I just hired you. You work for me. I'll see if you do a good work. I'll see if you're doing well. You know, first, let's see if you have a track record. But the first thing you do... The first day on the job, before you even start working, you have the audacity to ask for payment up front. That's even a worker who's a hired worker. All the more so, however, a servant, a slave, a servant who's going to go to his master, the master bought him, the master owns him. The master, of course, like we had earlier in the safer will provide for him his basic needs no question about it you're my servant you're working for me i'll provide for you that's that's for sure you'll have your basic needs taken care of but that you want extra pay and you want it ahead of time you want it even before you start working so you wouldn't expect it from a hired employee you certainly wouldn't expect it from a servant And all the more so someone who is created by the Creator Himself. Someone who is a creation. Could you imagine? Ademarishin turns to Hashem on the first day and says, Well, you created me and you want me to work in Ganei, then let me see, what do you have to pay me? Pay me up front first. He was just created by the Almighty. Hashem not only do we have to work for Hashem? Like the Gemara and Eirvan tells us. <speaking in Hebrew> we're daytime workers. We're workers. We work for the king. And all the more so, we're really servants of Hashem. We became servants after Yitzhak Mitzrayim. And all the more so that we created by Hashem. So, as the Chavasavov says, <speaking in Hebrew> and it's it simply wondrous. <speaking in Hebrew> Even to expect payment, when you're talking about the relationship of a servant and a master, even to work with the expectancy of payment, even after the work is done, that too is a Gnai. That too is looked at disgracefully in the eyes of Chazal. Like the Mishnah tells us. One should not be like the servant. Who only serves the master in order to get payment? Ella, rather, the real level to be is We should really serve Hashem with the privilege of serving Hashem. Now, this is the Mishnah here. The Chazal already tell us that the the that we have to know that we don't serve Hashem for nothing. Indeed, the reward will come, the scar will come, as the the Rambam codifies this in the Tshuva, Vesayif HaKovet Lamey, at the end, the skar, the reward, the covet is the skar itself. The covet that we create by serving Hashem, that itself will serve as the Skar. It's not for now. But that eventually will come. The reward will come. We have to know that in the back of our minds. Even the Mesilas Yashoram begins his Sefer, that, the whole foundation of being here in this world is ultimately to get to the next world and bask in the reward that we're going to earn. That we have to know. But the day-to-day Avoid, the mission is telling us, can't be with that in mind. I'm serving Hashem today because I want reward. No, we're serving Hashem because Hashem gave us the ability and the privilege to serve Him. In the back of our minds, we know, ultimately, there will be a great reward for it. So that's even if a person has in mind to get paid for his, his work, after the fact, all the more so, that he should have the chutzpah, the audacity, to ask for payment in advance, that he should ask Hashem, whether in thought or in speech, to ask Hashem to first provide him with everything that he needs, everything that he wants to desire to have before he's ready to work. This can be compared to the Pasik that bin This is how you're paying back Hashem you're a foolish nation. Hashem provides you with everything. Really, the simple context of this Pasik is how can you pay back Hashem with with uh, not doing his ruts and after he has done so much for you and you know. That he has the ability to punish you. That's the simple pshat. But here the Kav is saying we could use this passage even we're a creation of Hashem. We're His servants. We're His workers. And to ask for advanced payment before we even do what Hashem wants is really a chutzpah. So reason number one why this thought, this mindset of people has to be dismissed out of foolishness and mistakenness is because we would all agree that it's not appropriate for a worker to ask for advance payment, certainly not in Evid, certainly not in one who was created. And we see an interesting thing point, and we'll end with this. An interesting point we see, that a Kodosh expects a person, first work, let me see what you do, and then eventually you'll get what you need, even more than you need. Because the basic food and provisions that a person needs that no different than an heaven. The other one has to provide for his servant. So too Hashem will provide for every person the basic needs that he, that he that the he has to have, in order to serve the, the the master properly. But above and beyond that, how much will it be easier? Will he have more in the bank to to that it should be easier for him to go ahead with it? That already is dependent on how well the person works, how many schusim he has. And this is a concept that we'll have to know even going forward. Okay, well they're here are good than to after by side.